0: What's up everyone and welcome back to another episode of beers and today we're going to be talking about beers Beers and board games one of my favorites
1: love it collect two (laughs) hundred dollars do
0: not do not collect to go immediately to jail to jail oh boy maybe not a bad place to be in
1: Jail? Well, I mean in Monopoly. Oh, oh, well, maybe. I was going to say. I Real am... jail is not as fun no, I was you can't s- just
0: roll doubles and get out. No, I. That, come on. <laughs> Although, would that not be the greatest way to get out of jail? Uh, just rolling doubles? Here's here's four dice. Roll them all the same. If you get them all yeah, the same, you can get out. Dirty rotten
1: scoundrel.
0: <laughs> what's what's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Beer's End. We're going to be talking about board games today, obviously. My name is Alex, and this lovely gentleman. Hi, I'm Nick. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the bell
1: but, of the ball in this, uh, in this jail scenario. That's the truth. Oh, what a backhand to compliment too. At least for, um, maybe for me, but you know,
0: to, for you, from you. Yeah. You know, I'll
1: take it. I just like the attention.
0: <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. We, we need attention. Please come watch us on YouTube at beers and podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at the same beers and Podcast. and, uh, coming over to Twitter beers and one. And really, I mean, if you want to contact us directly.
1: Yep, you can go on over to uh beersandpodcast at gmail.com. We'll take all of your your questions, your suggestions, your comments, your your all of them, your criticisms. We'll take them all. I'll take them all.
0: And then we'll probably yell at you about them.
1: Yep. You will be featured in the opening of the following episode.
0: <laughs> that would be cool.
1: Right? Yeah. I'd like that. I always like to respond to uh to haters.
0: Definitely, definitely. Or
1: lovers. Haters going to hate, man. I almost I almost sang t swift for a second I please don't, don't know why no i won't i won't
0: Yeah. oh see i didn't say it um so we're gonna have a beer from magnify today Ooh. very excited here it
1: comes bum, 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 bum. Ta-da!
0: this one is cheers to another year
1: cheers to another year did i, did I do that right i don't think glad,
0: oh, i'm sorry glad to see another year yeah this is for magnify i was not wrong about that um and what we have here is a sour Oh, I didn't realize it was a sour, actually. Yep, yep. We've got a, an Imperial Sour, another one, back mm. to back. This one has blackberry, cherry, boysenberry, coconut, and marshmallow.
1: Ooh, all right. Ooh, I'm a little curious about the addition of the coconut in there. I'm into the with The boysenberry. The boysenberry. Yep, I like I'm a into good that. boysenberry.
0: So, I have had this before. Oh, you have? I, I will say. You have not. No. Um, but I had it a while ago, actually, when I first bought it. Mm-hmm. So I'm interested to see how I compare it to now. See
1: how it's aged.
0: Yes, hopefully, like fine one, like a fine wine, or fine beer, or a fine beer, one yeah. or the other. Um, so board games. We we talked about this last time we were together, and we agreed upon this topic mm-hmm. mutually. Um, this I would say this is a big part of our friendship, like ten I, years ago or so. You know what's funny is that I, I would. Thinking about
1: that, how we we did, we had many a, a board we played game, tons of, tons, tons of Monopoly. Of yep, we're we're. I think it's because we're into it from the strategy aspect of things and yep. just the socialization as well. Hundred percent. I know I have some friends. I can think of one in particular who, oh, uh, I almost made a pun, so I'll stay away from it. Uh, who absolutely loathes. Monopoly. Well, no board games in general. Like oh, wow. it does not like the idea. Like the the if the rules are too complicated, they're like I don't want to. I don't want to do. Do it. I know this person? You do. Oh, um, don't tell me their name. I won't. I won't tell you her name at all. Uh, don't tell
0: me their name after the show.
1: Nope. I, I won't. I won't tell you that it was just their birthday, uh, and that we just got in contact with them to perhaps go ahead and pick us up some beer. Oh, um, hate to be that poor soul. Nope. 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 We're not gonna say it, so what it doesn't a, matter. What a
0: sad life that sounds like. No oh. board games. Womp womp womp. I'm, a, man. All right, I'm not gonna give anything away, but this beer. It's
1: I'm got not, the nose. I'm not in gonna the can. give
0: anything away. Do do we?
1: Selfishly, do we have a question
0: for this episode? Do I have a question?
1: I I'm I'm sh- I jumping I sure the do. Gun, gun? No, no, not at all. Oh, you know what? That color is surprising and it's very actually actually it looks similar very similar to the beer we just to had to the beer we just had. Yeah. Huh.
0: No blueberry in here though.
1: No. Just the boys and berries. So my and question I'm gonna cherry.
0: I'm gonna take actually I wanna know what the first board game you ever played was.
1: I was thinking about this and there were two that kind of stick out at least in my mind.
0: I know exactly uh, what mine was. Yeah? Chess. Oh, oh, I'm oh, sorry. Checkers. Oh, okay. Checkers was my first game.
1: I want to say that I I distinctly remember playing Candyland at a very 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 young age. Damn, that's a good one. And and I was trying to think of the other one before, and I do remember we played um, Trouble quite a bit. Like we had, if I'm not mistaken, my mother's like copy of Trouble oh. growing up as a kid. And, Troubles fun. Oh, love! It's fun getting into trouble. What are you kids doing in do, here? Do you remember getting into trouble? Do you do you remember Don't Wake Daddy? Oh my God! Yes, of <laughs> course.
0: <laughs> and that that terrible like uh, the image of the dad in in the cat in the cat. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my God.
0: Or what about the the most annoying game to set up ever, Mousetrap?
1: Well, the only thing to do with Mousetrap was to set it up, watch it not work, and then say fuck this let's play something else that's a fact yeah yeah those are the ones that i remember distinctly as
0: a kid would you consider boggle oh yeah that that would that would count yeah
1: i think i remember playing like chinese checkers as a kid quite a bit neither have i and i'm afraid that i don't like remember i don't but i loved i remember i loved playing it though like just checkers
0: on a diagonal board isn't it? They just not, move the other way. Not entirely. Like it's there's different rules.
1: Yeah, like yeah, there's slightly different hmm. rules.
0: Man, there's so many good ones we are talking about now that we didn't talk about in the future.
1: Oh no, I know. Oh, there were a number of them. Like there's I know so that many. I had looked up stuff on. Um,
0: oh, I forgot one of the best ones. Which one? Operation. <sighs> I didn't even think about that either. One of the best games. Oh, man. We missed. Is it water on the knee? (laughs) Operation. Operation.
1: A Charlie horse, you see? (laughs) Well, see, these are the kind of things that also just get embedded into your brain because they advertise these all the time. You know what I always think of? Do you remember the game? I actually do remember playing this very, very young as well. Do you remember playing the game Crossfire. You get caught yes. up in the crossfire. Actually, I never played. Always wanted to. I never had it. Oh yeah, I had Crossfire. And looking and back,
0: shoot stuff right?
1: Straight up, <laughs> little teeny tiny metal balls. And no. like, oh, dude. they were metal. Oh, oh yes, they were like these heavy metal balls. And I just keep thinking about it, like choking hazard, choking hazard, choking hazard.
0: They're like uh, BBs, then.
1: They are a hundred percent like BBs. Wow. Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then, God forbid, it Crosby. ever got like jammed every now and then. Oh, God. I used to hate
0: that. Do we, we don't consider air hockey. No. That's not a No, that
1: game. one I wouldn't consider. That's a table game. That's a
0: table game. Exactly. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Whole lot of coconut and marshmallow in the nose. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, I, I'm getting a lot whole, of that marshmallow. Whole lot of coconut marshmallow.
1: And we said it was cherry, boysenberry, and blackberry? Cherry, boysenberry,
0: Blackberry. Uh, wow. In in addition all right so i assume you know i made this comment before but i i don't know if this is the truth you know on like a nutrition label the first ingredient is the majority of the
1: i didn't know that that was the way it went to be perfectly honest yeah and it
0: goes in order from um like majority to minority as far as ingredients go oh yeah so usually if like pecans are less then that's the least amount of that ingredient in there
1: oh so, i don't know if it's the same
0: so i wonder if it's the same because first is blackberry then cherry boysenberry coconut and marshmallow
1: maybe uh, yeah i'm not i'm not 100 sure or maybe the, like those are the more distinct notes that would come out first i don't know i don't know i guess we'll have to give it a shot and we'll see let's figure it out cheers cheers sir
0: hmm it's actually like i feel like when i had it last time i remember it being much more sweet and it's not it's actually more tart I, and I like
1: that. I was going to say, I like that. And I was a little nervous, again,
0: about some of the marshmallow. It's there, but it's like...
1: Well, it's blended really well with the almonds. That's what it
0: is. It's blended and it's... Blending. It's blended and it lingers, but it doesn't linger sweet.
1: Right. I think it's because of the fact is that the the tartness from the blackberry, from the cherry, and from the boysenberry is so apparent, Um, you know, kind of up front. Mm-hmm. But it lingers away, lingers away, lingers. You know, um, disappears. It dissipates. Yeah, it kind of fades away into that marshmallow and almond. Yeah, Wait, really. Is there almond in here? Uh, did, did I say almonds or did I mean coconut? Coconut, coconut. Sorry, uh, but it dissipates again, really, really nicely.
0: The, co- the coconut has like a very overpowering aroma on my soft palate. Yes, yes, and, but very I very over. Well, not overpowering. It's very prominent.
1: I like it though, I, and again, I wasn't. I'm usually not again very much into that coconut flavor, but I think that it cuts it with again, it cuts everything very it actually very cuts nicely. Right through, yep. Yeah. Yeah, if it's done properly.
0: Hmm. The cherry is really nice with the with the blackberry and the boysenberry. Cuz it's like cherry, 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 blackberry, boysenberry.
1: This is yeah, you know, I'm 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 fascinated by this one cuz I didn't I think I was going to enjoy it too much. And to be honest with you, even on that first sip, I kind of was expecting, I was expecting to like it, but I was thinking that after my second or third sip, I was going to start to find a couple more characteristics that I wasn't a big
0: fan of, mm-hmm. uh, but it's pretty consistent. It's, it's, it's mellow. And what am I trying to say? The flavors somehow don't like combine. They kind of sit on their own.
1: Yes, and and very much in that berry category, that tart berry category, right. and then that coconut that sweetness. Exactly. So yeah. it's in. They're in two distinct groups. Yeah. But again, the weirdly enough, but the two or three ingredients in each group blend together well to where they're not competing. I'm not searching for the marshmallow or the coconut. They're there together. Yeah. I'm not searching for the cherry, or the boysenberry, or the blackberry. They're all very prominent yep. uh, in the front.
0: Uh, Magnify has made some really good stuff that we've had from them so far. Yeah,
1: um, yeah. This is a this is a slightly higher ABV as well. I believe that it eight. is an eight percent. Yep. Um,
0: it's I, punchy with the flavor, which I like, but also it's it's not like thick. No, it's, a very, it's, it's not. a very thin beer, comparatively speaking.
1: Yeah, and I think that sometimes the the, the marshmallow would usually thicken it up just a little too much, you, even yeah. in terms of like flavor. Even if the actual consistency wasn't a bit thicker, sometimes I think it, it leaves a more full, robust yeah. taste, and that's not what's happening here.
0: It's not muted though. Like no, it's, it's full flavor. It's just kind of like t- toned down a little bit. Yeah.
1: For that reason, I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go fairly high. Um,
0: I'm feeling three eight five. It's pretty much right where I am. Yeah, I'm three seven five is what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah, so It's pretty good. Yeah, it's enjoyable. I think enjoyable. I like it more this time than the first time.
1: This is so as opposed to um, what we had, you know, just tried in our last episode, where it was clearly defined and described as a dessert beer. Mm-hmm. This one, for me, strikes me more as almost like an aperitif. Like, I would have this beforehand. The beer before the beer? Yeah. I really would. Like, I feel like, again, I just, maybe because I had some a couple nights ago. But, like, you gave me some, like, good, like, warm brie with this. With this. Oh, for days. Maybe some, like, ooh, like, dates. Like a prosciutto-wrapped mm. date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I'd
0: rather fig, but, yeah. Or a fig. Yeah. I could do figs. little prosciutto-wrapped fig, yeah. balsamic I'm glaze the, Oh, ha-ha, ha-ha. Want that. Oh, my good. Yeah, right? Can be we totally. get
1: some fake wrapped prosci- Somebody,
0: Can somebody send the interns in here, please? Yeah, right. <laughs> One day.
1: I was waiting for someone to actually walk in for some reason That'd and get really like,
0: yeah, here I am. <laughs> what would our intern's name be?
1: Lucas, I don't know why. That
0: is a fantastic intern name. Is it right? I think so. Yeah, our intern Lucas, Lucas if you're out there.
1: Lucas, if there's anybody if there's a Lucas or I guess the plural of Lucas is Lucai, uh, if there are any Lucci out there, uh, let us know. Lucci, Lucci, and realistically, we could teach you stuff. I mean, you know, this 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 is just a two man operation. Oh yeah,
0: we'll we'll learn you. <laughs> this is just a two person operation. We're, we're not um, high maintenance, I would say. Ah uh, no. No, no, not all the we time. We enjoy the finer things in life, but we are not high maintenance. No, I, I think that yes, I know what I like, but I know where I'm from. Exactly. Ex- <laughs> that's oh man, that's the tagline. That's going on my tombstone. Um,
1: I like that. Yeah, right. I know what I like, but I know where I'm from. Yep.
0: All right. So you talked about it before, Monopoly. Mm-hmm. One of the most pivotal games in my childhood. My family won't play it with me anymore. Nope. And you, some of you guys won't even play it with me at this point. But we played for a while. We got together like once a week. Yeah, I would played, say played around maybe two rounds. We're ruthless. We were, because I think.
1: It used to, we we played the full on you know proper version so like we played our games went for a minimum of almost two, two up uh, minimum three two three hours mm-hmm. yeah until someone either conceded it or somebody won
0: yeah and usually it was win usually we, we was. would stick around yeah we were, yeah, we're yeah. all
1: interested to see the outcome of the game it was always kind of interesting though because if you were one of the first people out usually you would hang out You'd for about die half, where you live yeah and we, you, we would right. say that to you, you die would die where you, where you live. live and they would. Hang out for roughly half an hour, forty-five minutes, and then be like, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna get going."
0: When we say that, you die where you live. Really, it's you live where you die. Is where your piece goes out on the board. That's your permanent residence. Exactly. So you will stay in the spot that you were.
1: If you run out, you know, or if you do, uh, you always want to aim for some place that is at least on the uh, the right side of the board. Yes. uh, You want to be on the right side of town. Yes, you want to be on the right side of town.
0: We we would, when we traded, we would trade stuff. I mean absolutely ruthless. But then it, we got to the point where like we were all so good that we would sell stuff back to the bank and like stay in for a couple more rounds and like maybe you get lucky and hit the jackpot. The
1: yelling know? and the and the, the the visceral sometimes like wait a second. No, we're in discussions right now. So 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 like you you wait. It's not your turn to go ahead and start, you know. Throwing stuff around We would Shut do up. like We would
0: do pardons Where if you landed On someone's spot A couple times You yeah, wouldn't have get to pay pardons. them Oh god I we We're love, really into it I
1: love Monopoly So
0: Monopoly traces All the way back To the early 1900s mm-hmm. 1903 Oh So quite some time ago Um Anti-monopolist Lizzie Maggie Created the game And she hoped It would explain The single tax theory Of George Henry So this is really Supposed to be like An informational e- Educational game Mm-hmm it was intended to illustrate the negative aspects of concentrating land in private monopolies. So she took out a patent a year later in 1904. Her game, she called it the Landlord's Game, mm-hmm. was self-published two years later in 1906. She created two sets of rules, one anti-monopolist and one monopolist. So like the anti-monopolist rules, the players would come together to create the community oh. and, and like be given money off rules and then obviously there's the other version that we we know, yeah, trying to get property and take other people's money, yeah. So Maggie patented patented the game again in 1923, as many other variants of her board game came out, and she you know wanted to keep her name on it, obviously, um, according to an ad placed in the Christian Science Monitor. So I assume a newspaper or. A magazine Oh yeah, be I
1: believe it's... No, I believe that the Christian Science Monitor is still... Around? still yeah, it's oh, okay, still so maybe, in publication. Maybe this was
0: a newer ad then. yeah um, Charles Darrow is the guy's name. In 1932, played the landlord's game at a dinner party of a friend's house. Darrow was new to the game at this point, so after he left his friend's house, he had asked for a, a written set of rules. What happened was, is he ended up going on to produce this game on his own, and is actually like credited with the board setup. Oh, really? And then he started to sell this. Parker Brothers bought the copyright from Darrow, but then realized that it wasn't his game to buy. So they bought the patent from Lizzie Maggie. They located her, paid her $500 yeah. for the patent, and that was it. Not only did she like, that was all the money she got, but she didn't get any credit oh. for the game after that because Darrow was seen as the person who really pushed it out into the forefront I guess because of the board and his written set of rules that he kind of like honed in. I had only heard recently
1: of her story. Oh, okay yeah, and I feel like it me. only came to light more recently than not because I want to say that it was roughly around the same time where a uh, friend Christine, for some reason, must have come across like an article as well, and was like talking with me about it. And she was like, "Did you know this whole story about Monopoly and how it actually came about?" So I feel like it's only now that folks are starting to almost like realize or learn about the the backstory
0: of very possible. Yeah. So then, in 1935, Parker Brothers began to market the game. In December of that year, Darrow was given a patent for his design of the board, and he became the first board game millionaire in the United States. Wow.
1: And meanwhile she got paid the, the five hundred dollars and that was it.
0: And as you know, as you and I know, or maybe you guys don't, the original board layout is based on Atlantic City. Atlantic City. Yeah. The streets yeah, of Atlantic yeah. City. Huh. What year was she paid? Um this happened uh right before nineteen thirty five, because that's when they started to market the game. So this was either right in that year or directly before that in thirty four or thirty three.
1: All right. I want to see, out of curiosity, what this amount of money would have been. Now? So we said that it was nineteen, about nineteen thirty-five-ish. We'll go yep, with nineteen thirties. And she was paid five hundred dollars. Wow, it's like sad. Uh, roughly a little less than um, ten thousand. Four hundred dollars. <laughs> it was nothing. exactly. If anything, it was ten thousand three hundred and fifty-four dollars. That's
0: nothing for a game that has had countless spin-offs, Star Wars spin-offs, Pokemon spin-offs. I'm sure. Oh yeah. There's the American. Um, you know, there's the version we used to play. I think. Oh, it was the, the, American the American version anniversary yeah. that I brought over. There. I mean, there were the trivia so questions. There's that were Harry built in. Potter. Yeah. There's so many. This lady got five hundred dollars.
1: There are individual. I know. Then like personalized ones that have been made. So I know that for years where we had grown up that there was a PTO that had put together like Hazlittopoly Oh and, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, like my mother still has two versions of this for some reason in the plastic. I love it. Um like we were never actually allowed Don't to open play it. it's gonna be worth, that version. Worth yeah, yeah, God only knows, you know. Um but I I do I love 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 Monopoly Great so game. much. What do you always go for? What are the f- most important ones to you?
0: Well, <sighs> I know what the most important ones to have are, but I don't always go for them. Red and yellow. Right. Red and yellow or red and orange are the two best to have. Red and orange, if you can get the corner, red and orange. Right. But I like um, I like green for some reason. I
1: like the green. We've always, I think, like yeah, the like North green. Carolina.
0: And um, what's uh, right before orange? Oh, like magenta.
1: Oh, the, oh, oh. So it's
0: like, you know, on the, on the first corner, it's brown and blue. And then on the next corner, it's magenta and red or magenta and orange i like that the second turn okay i'm i like that whole side now that i'm orange not a big railroads
1: the, guy oh i'm all about the railroads i, I you love make the money ra- oh yeah i love the railroads
0: i'm not a big like whatever the first two are
1: uh baltic and mediterranean yeah.
0: i believe stupid yeah <laughs> you pay more for the houses than you get in rent stupid oh and yeah but they blo- can, can screw people over no you're absolutely right you end up getting like the go money back exactly after you yeah and uh i think blue is pointless yeah well it's, it's only the two right it's only two yeah it's too much money
1: or maybe my thinking of is yeah
0: no you're right it is yeah, yeah that last side but, is three green and then two blue at the bottom oh those two the, park and broadway yes uh the last yeah, those two those two are, are like those are nonsense to me yeah i don't see a point although to that i always get knocked out on those Oh really? Always. Mm.
1: We have to bust that game out. We haven't played that in a yeah. very long and let, time. Yeah, and
0: let's just get rid of the utilities, okay? Like, who? who no, a you fuck? need
1: the utilities. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in, one of these days. I'm gonna set it up. My buddy Fox. We'll, we'll have maybe a beers. We'll have a proper like beers and Monopoly maybe uh, episode. We'll do like a live. Maybe we'll do like a live. That stream, will be fun. And I can guarantee we'll try a couple different beers and we'll play a game because Fox I know is also
0: ruthless. Really?
1: Oh, in all Love of that. his bo- like we don't we play board games with them on a regular basis <laughs> and we've gotten to the point where like there are certain games where we're like what's the fucking point? Fox is going to win. That bad and, really? Oh, he's so so
0: so damn damn you, Fox. I'm 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 a competitive person. So oh, the like, two of
1: you would get along like peas in so, a pot. Yeah, or, or also just scream at each other. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But no, cuz I could see what, what would wind up happening is that somebody else at the table would make a mistake and the two of you would be like <laughs> Well, well what do you fucking expect was gonna wind up happening? Idiot. You put two houses on on Saint James Place, and those then two houses oh, were come on.
0: Here. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I yeah, the competitive nature comes out in me in in games, and I'm like, win at all costs. So, what I had decided to jump into first,
1: if anything, are you done with Monopoly? I apologize. Yeah, yeah, go oh, okay. ahead. Yeah, I decided to first kick things off with the most expensive board games that do exist interesting so this is from an article from uh, money inc in 2019 all right and it has the top five most expensive board games okay um so at number five is known as a royal diamond chess set it is oh. at a total of six hundred thousand dollars oh shnikes each piece is made from 14 karat white gold and then it is also uh, finished with more than 900, uh, 9,900 black and white diamonds, which have a combined carat of 186. Wow. There is then the Art of War chess set, uh, which comes in at a million dollars. And again, that is made from uh, gold and a number of other like precious metals. There's then the Gold Monopoly set, which comes in at $2 million. And that is made from a combination of 18-karat gold and gemstones, such as uh, rubies, sapphires, and diamonds. Wow. There is the Charles Hollander backgammon set, which is $5 million. And that is made of gold and silver, and then more than 60,000 black, white, and yellow diamonds.
0: Jesus Christ, bro.
1: And then, according again to this website, the most expensive... Is the Jewel Royale chess set at nine point eight million dollars? It is made out of pure gold and platinum. Pure gold. Pure gold and platinum, decorated with rubies, emeralds, uh, rubies, emeralds, pearls, and a number of other than gemstones.
0: These are very clearly just collector's pieces. They have to be.
1: Like there's there's no reason or no way that anybody would be playing some of this stuff.
0: Even the the cheapest one, six hundred k for for a chess set well and then it's just wild because it is you're
1: right you know 600k and then it jumps up to a million and then to two million and then to two million then to five and then again like 9.8 it is wild that's how much money you know some of these people or some folks i guess will pay for this stuff but you're right i mean you know
0: what are you doing with it
1: and that's the thing is like something like a board game even if it is chess and it is a a higher brow if you will uh game they're still meant to be played. Right. Like, exactly. You know, I'm, I mean,
0: unless folks do. I'd be playing with that shit if I bought it. I think I would too. You know, like, uh, I'm going to really quickly correlate this to, to a belief that I have in life. Hmm. So like when I, and I'm going to bring it back to fantasy football. When I When I play fantasy football and I'm going after an asset, be it a player or a draft pick, whatever, I'm usually only interested in assets that are going to increase in value. If you bought a ten million dollar chess set, what are the chances that tomorrow or ten years from now it's going to be worth more than the price you bought it at?
1: Well, I mean, maybe just based on the metals themselves—that's okay. I the mean, price you of are, metal going up. Yeah, yeah I was going to say you got to put your faith or your trust in in something like that.
0: Definitely, but if it's used, I mean, you can polish metal. There, metal is different used than other things. Yeah, you know, like antique things. Right, but I don't see that increasing in value. To a point where, like, it's feasible for you to buy it because you're stuck with it.
1: Yeah. It's I, like an
0: investment that you're investing at ground level and you're not going anywhere.
1: Yeah. No, I I I'm, i am wouldn't disagree with you in the slightest. It's interesting, again, just because I was watching an episode, again, of, um, like, Storage Wars. And it was kind of crazy because they did had come across a couple of uh, board games that they were like, I don't know. These are kind of, like, old and weird. And it wound up being... You know this collection of sorts that wound up being worth you know five ten thousand dollars damn two collectors but i guess that's also the thing is like there are people out there that collect exactly some of these things like you know that you and i would be like "Mm, who would care about something like that right but some people
0: do collect coins
1: I look at the radio that's sitting right in front of us. I I keep a track of how much like that's worth because you know, people after a while do pay money. I mean, you know, for yeah these old vintage, you know think
0: about uh, Nintendo sixty fours. Oh my god, commodity right now. They're not as expensive they're not as expensive as they might have been when they first came out. I mean realistically. I don't really know.
1: I haven't looked I don't remember what they but like that's something that's retained
0: value or at least or come up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well it's the same thing like when you buy a car. It's immediately going to depreciate once it's off the lot, half, but which is then, the you know, after 25 years, that's when it starts to if like, it becomes appreci- a collector. Exactly. It, it starts amount. to appreciate in value again. Right. Hmm. Interesting.
0: This has just become a finance podcast. Started- <laughs> this is, these are all very pertinent facts that you were learning right now. I hope, you're, <laughs> hope you're writing down. There will be a quiz. There will be a quiz. I moved over to Scrabble. Because that's another game that uh, I love to play, and I think is just a, a great all-around game. Like anyone can play it.
1: We haven't played. I don't in know in a really long yeah. time. Yeah,
0: yeah. But we used to, that was another game we used to play a lot. Um, so it was originally called Crisscross. Was hmm. the original name of Scrabble. It was based on the crossword puzzle. Yeah. Obviously, this guy Alfred M. Butts was a New York architect. Um, (laughs) During the Great Depression, he thought that maybe people needed a distraction. Yeah. So he took what he thought were the three most enduring games of all time, number games, letter games, and uh, what's the third one? I assume. Number games and board games. Yeah, okay. And combined them into one game, creating Crisscross, or as we know, Scrabble. Yeah. Um, For years, he tinkered with the rules because it's obviously wasn't a perfect game. And to choose the frequency and the value of the tiles, what he actually did for a long time was count the letters on the pages of the New York Times, the Sunday, Saturday Evening Post, and the New York Herald Tribune. Oh my God. And, and that's how he came up with the values and the tile frequency. Shut up. Yeah, and then so like for years, he tried to push this game on investors and he couldn't find one. Until eventually, this dude named James Bruno contacted Butts about mass producing the game, which at that time, trying to find a sponsor, he readily handed it over because he was, he was done trying to push his product. He was like, someone wants to produce it? Let's do it. So James Bruno did that. Um, he was actually instrumental in the game's success. He came up with the color scheme of the tiles, so like the magenta and the light blue. Oh. And he came up with that whole yeah. thing. He came up with the 50 point bonus for using all seven tiles. Okay. So he did some of the rules too. And even finally, he came up with the name Scrabble. Oh, wow. So Scrabble actually means to scrawl or to scratch or scrape. Oh. So I guess that's what it comes from, you know, like trying to oh. scrawl letters onto a page.
1: Oh, I'm, oh, okay. I was also just thinking about like how there are those times where you put each tile down and then you slide it into place. That too. Uh, that yeah. Maybe, I don't know.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Um, so the story goes that in 1938 the chairman of Macy's was on vacation came across Scrabble found this game ordered a shit ton from James Bruno and that's how Scrabble was like blown up no way So it so when eventually you know he found it he the Macy's chairman I didn't get the guy's name but it after they placed the large order uh when was this article uh, oh, it doesn't have a date
1: 1934 Definitely not oh, okay Oh, you're talking about the actual article that you're looking at Yeah, yeah Oh, sorry It
0: doesn't have a date But the stat in this article is that uh, From the time of the writing Scrabble has sold over 150 million copies In 121 countries And is available in over 30 languages I believe it Currently in the homes of about a third of Americans
1: I want to say that I do have You have a Scrabble? I want to say that I do. I have one. Yeah, I want to say that I do. Yeah, I love Scrabble. That is one of those again. My parents, you know, my parents would play that like with us. Mm. It's the first time I—I I, I don't know why this is a memory that always sticks with me. It was the first time I had ever learned of the word bovine. Oh, okay. My father had used it, and I had to. I—I <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was like ten or eleven. What a word. And yeah, I remember my mother and I were like, "What the fuck is bovine?" He was like, "It means like cow." We were like, "Oh, okay."
0: he's not wrong no he's not and he did very well as a result great game i and same i would play that like against my mom oh yeah yeah she she loves scrabble too that's probably where i played it the first time but you know there's like words with friends now you can play scrabble on your phone against something like we could play scrabble right now while we're on the show there's um there was another
1: version of a game or of the game that we had gotten years later and to be honest with you i don't think we actually ever opened it but it was called upward Where it was essentially Scrabble, but you, that the the tiles could stack one on top of another. Oh, weird. So you would be able to earn points that way. Vertically
0: and horizontally? Yes. Oh, interesting.
1: So, yeah. So if I had house and then you put an L on top of the H, you would then have like louse.
0: Oh. Yeah. Oh, it it builds up that way. Yes, 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 yes. And
1: that one I thought was a pretty interesting variation that's crazy but i don't remember actually ever playing it as a kid okay you know so one of the other um games that i had looked into um was
0: shoots and ladders because i played maybe five times when i was a kid
1: okay like i remember that being a pretty integral like part um of growing up so it's actually more commonly known as Snakes and Ladders. Um, it's shoots and Ladders really only here in the States. Uh, Interesting. Yep. Yeah, but it initially came from India and was known as uh, Moksha Patam uh, and then brought to the UK in the 1890s and then finally uh, was published here in the States uh, beginning then in the 40s uh, by Milton Bradley in 1943.
0: One more time. What was that name?
1: The, the Indian name? Yeah. Moksha Patam?
0: Interesting. That is all. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, did I say something wrong? Here? No. I didn't know if you were like fluent in Hindi. You or could have something said anything, like and I probably would have been like, oh. Okay. So originally, it was presented as a game of morality, and there were virtues that you would actually land on that would get you to move up or down. Oh. So good virtues would take you up, and then poor virtues would take you down. So the original virtues that there were, uh, which would make you move up, were faith, reliability, generosity, knowledge, and asceticism. Uh, whereas the vices, which is like what would bring you down, were disobedience, vanity, vulgarity, theft, lying, drunkenness, debt, murder, rage, greed, pride, and lust. See why it's so hard to be good? Because there's way more bad than there is good. Right? And I think that that's way more what bad. they're trying to go ahead and, uh, and get across. So- the U.S. version then became known as shoots and Ladders, uh, and replaced the dice because it was originally a die game, oh. um, and replaced it with a spinner. And the they replaced the snakes as well, which evidently scared kids at the time. Um, I just wrote down weak shit, um, and then were changed, <laughs> right? Like, come on, you guys are active, you know. Get that weak shit out of here. Get that weak shit out of here. Oh, th- the, the 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 snakes are scary. Um, they were changed to shoots, and the board game, the game board was then uh, like changed to looking like a playground in the background, as we know it. So one of the interesting things that I did not know is that the phrase "back to square one" seems to have originated from Snakes and Ladders. No
0: way. Yes. Wow, I, we use that phrase all the time. All the
1: time. So it didn't come about until much later, where somebody had written. Uh, something along the lines of um, them like making a, a an analogy to people struggling with reading and saying that their struggle was like the intellectual akin to starting back at square one hmm. in the game of snakes and ladders wow yeah so that's where it came from that's a cool
0: little right tidbit of information just a little something shoots man and i think yeah shoots and ladders is what i call it because that's what we know it as, oh, yeah, yeah but, yeah. but I remember playing and like loving that game. Oh yeah, right? but I didn't have it. I was oh, no? at a friend. No, I was at a friend's house playing it. Young, I mean, like eight or nine, or maybe ten years old. But I don't really remember how to play, and I kind of like. I feel like I would love that game when when it had come out
1: uh, here in the states as Shoots and Ladders. It quickly became their number one selling game after um, a game that was known as um, Uncle Wiggly. Do you ever play Uncle Wiggly? No. Uncle Wiggly, I did play okay. as a kid as well. Never even heard of it. It was another like um, numbers game um, where you would pick up a card and it would tell you like how many cards to like you know or spaces to move along. And I just always remember that there was one of the cards. It was for um, moving ahead eight, and it was hurry, hurry, don't be late, move Uncle Wiggly ahead by eight.
0: It's like a Jumanji ripoff. Yeah.
1: Well, they have done they had done studies actually, and what they had found was that um st- students or kids that were introduced to these types of games earlier on that their like math skills and uh, like number counting skills um basically like socioeconomically started to like even everybody out so like low-income students and low-income um like children that were introduced to this game they saw that they're again like, you know, number skills and number abilities would increase and start to become equal to that of, like, middle-class students and things along those Fascinating. lines. Fascinating. Right?
0: Yeah. Make
1: it a world go round.
0: Yeah. Okay, before I get into my last game, I think we should talk about some of the ones we missed. Oh, yeah. That we didn't talk about in the beginning because there are still more. Yeah. Right? How about Hungry Hungry Hippos?
1: I liked it,
0: but I didn't love it. Not your favorite it. game? I wouldn't go out of my way for it. Okay. Um. How about... You talked about Candyland, right? Mm-hmm. Did we talk about we didn't
1: Risk? Oh, I didn't play Risk until I was much, older. much
0: older. Same. Yeah. Uh, and I actually, I don't think I ever played Risk, but I played Axis and Allies, which is essentially the same game. We we never played Risk altogether? No.
1: I could have swore that we did because there was one particular territory that was... Maybe we did? Yeah, because there was one particular territory that was named like Costu, or Costco. Something along those lines, and it had sounded like the last name of, of one of the, the one of the girls that a friend of ours was dating at the time.
0: I don't remember this. No, maybe maybe it wasn't me. I don't think I've ever actually played Risk. Oh, all right, yeah. Huh. But have you played Axis and Allies? No, it's the same thing. Oh, okay. World conquering. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, that's a fun one. Um, we talked about checkers, kind of. Yeah, that's a good one. Settlers of Catan. Oh, I this? love
1: Settlers of Catan. I, n- I never played that. Oh, dude, again a game you would absolutely really? love. Oh, it is the right this. level of of strategy and and like world building. It is such an awesome oh. awesome it game. It actually kind of sounds fun. It's great. I, I think they actually just recently changed the name uh to now only be Settlers. No, to be I, the opposite, to only be Catan. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, this is one game. we
0: didn't talk about, but I really wanted to Battleship. Oh, yeah, because like and I would still play that Battle Shots. I would play Battle Shots right now if we had Battleship.
1: So I didn't know this, but I had looked it up uh, or is looking up some other stuff is that uh, the only thing I have about Battleship is that two things is that. So one of which is that the board used to be like kind of bigger that actually had ports. That oh, were really? included on it. And oh. it was also the first board game to then be converted into a computer game in
0: 1979. Oh. I love that It was the that, first board game to be a computer game.
1: Correct. Damn. Yeah.
0: You sunk my battleship. Oh,
1: man. So good. So Great. good. You ever play Battle Shots? I think I have. Probably it's with fun. you guys. Yeah. It's very fun. Yeah. I like that one. You know which one game I used to hate? Tell me. Did you ever play the game? Oh, my God. What an anxiety-inducing game. You ever play the game Perfection? Put the pieces into the slots. No. Make the right connection. No. But be fast. You're racing the clock. Pop Pop goes goes perfection. perfection. No, I never actually played it. That was the one where it was like...
0: You spin the thing, all the pieces pop out, and then you got to put them into the right place? Or you no? had them out to begin with. You had you them out to begin with. You would
1: push the board down and then set the timer. And it was one of those timers where it was like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. that I remember. Oh, my. And then you had to like put the, pieces, put the pieces in. Almost
0: like you know square square piece into ra- in square piece. Round yeah, yeah, piece, yeah, yeah. Like that. exactly. Except yeah, no, I never like, played that, but oh, I, I do remember. I hated that game. You know what's not a board game, but what was a fun one? Simon. Are you going to say Simon? Yeah.
1: Boop, boop,
0: boop, 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 boop. I could play Simon for hours. I
1: now, I don't think so. Pop <laughs> It. Oh, I loved that's a good Bop one It. was a great game too. Yeah. Oh, not man. not a board game though.
0: There are so many good ones. There, were, Man, we really grew up in like a great time to grow up.
1: Oh, yeah. Because I think we had a good combination of older games
0: and newer yeah. games. I loved Kerplunk. Kerplunk. Oh, man. haven't played that. What was the other one where it was? It was uh, don't Break the Ice, which was a cool it. one. That's it. Don't Break the Ice where the yeah. sticks, you pull out the sticks, right? And the balls fall. That was
1: Kerplunk. That was Kerplong. Don't, don't break the ice. Don't break the ice was they were these little plastic pieces, little plastic squares that would all fit together, and you would have in the middle was a oh, penguin. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you just yeah. have to go ahead and like yep. knock each individual square out. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right.
0: Okay. Okay. Cool. Let's go back <laughs> to the source. I, I the OG? It, I consider it the source chess. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to teach everyone how to play chess because I know. Not, Almost none of y'all know how to play. Wow. Shots yeah, Fire. Tell me if I'm wrong, because I'm probably not. Yeah,
1: come at us, plebs.
0: Yeah, <laughs> plebs, surfs. Um, So chess is, and I actually, this is one thing I consider myself a, a, not maybe not a savant of chess rules, but like I know the rules. I didn't know that you set it up with the white spot on the bottom right corner. Mm-hmm. I, okay, I didn't know that. So I may have been setting up chess boards wrong for this entire time. But there are two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine total pieces in chess, like nine different pieces. And there's eight pawns. Okay. Okay. So the, I'm going to try and explain this to you guys without you seeing it. It's going to be really hard, but it's a checkerboard, you know, a chessboard. There are 16 pieces. You have eight across two rows. The row right in front of you is your like fancy row. If you want to call it fancy piece row. Where you have your uh, rook, your knight, your bishop, your queen, and your king. Queen and the king are in the middle. Only one of each. Laterally on their sides, you have the rook, the knight, the bishop. Mm -hmm. In front of them, an entire row of pawns. Because. Because. Because pawns. Yeah. The pawns, you can really only move one at a time. Mm -hmm. Unless on your first move, you can move two spots. And then, really... The objective is to trap the other team's king. Queen. King.
1: King? Oh, you're right. I yep. apologize. I'm sorry. That was a... Wow, great, Nick. The first time I can open my mouth, I'm flawlessly
0: incorrect. That's okay. Do you know... Does the king or queen go on their color? Do you know that? Isn't it king to color? Or I've, queen to I color? I thought it was. It's queen. So the queen goes on their color. Yeah. King right next to their side. And the queen is just like your, your versatile piece. Can move in any direction. I didn't know this, but can also move in the shape of the knight. So in the L shape.
1: Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. I I
0: think I read. Now I got to check.
1: Hold on. Stand by. You did start by referring to yourself as a savant of chess rules, I said, I want to call myself a savant. Okay,
0: You're right. You're right. You're right.
1: I'm splitting hairs.
0: It's all about semantics. Okay. So I'm sorry. The queen cannot move like a knight. The queen can make essentially every other move except for... The knight. Um, and yeah, so you use your pieces to trap the other team's king. And actually, I've seen some chess games that go on for like two moves. And then the king is trapped. That's wild. It really all it all comes down to your opening move. Right. You're If you move the wrong pawn, you can very easily lose. And then kind of like inversely, where there are a lot of rules I don't know, there's a lot of like really interesting... Like, do you know what knighting is? Or is it is it called knighting?
1: Hmm. Is that when a pawn moves all the way to the other side?
0: That isn't called knighting, but that is, a, is something interesting. You can turn... If your pawn reaches the final row on the other side, you can turn it into any piece that you've lost. Right. Which I think is an amazing rule. But I, I believe it's called knighting when if you don't move your king and one of your rooks, so the last piece bottom row on on either side you can swap them oh yeah there's like a there's there's a couple of interesting like details that go in it like it can only be done if this has happened this has happened and you didn't move this piece oh but you can but you can swap out pieces like that um and there's one more interesting rule that i thought i maybe wanted to get into but i love that you can like send a pawn to the other side and get another queen yeah
1: it reminds me of like the um again almost like in checkers how it's a matter of like king me you know, King me now. I'm now I'm I'm super exactly yeah. You huh. get the little double stack
0: up on checkers. Yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um, and then just you know, if you don't know who Bobby Fisher is, oh my god, go I'm look, so go glad
1: I'm so glad because I'm sitting here thinking, is he gonna mention Bobby Fisher? Yeah.
0: If you don't know who Bobby Fisher is, go look him up because I won't do it any justice <laughs> explaining it to you. And um, I didn't watch the show yet. But it just came out, it was on Netflix, it's about chess. Oh, the uh, Queen's Gambit? Yes. I didn't watch it either. That watch, was like a okay. big
1: one. I know that everyone was into Everyone
0: was nuts about that show when it came out. Yeah. So I feel like I have to watch it too. Yeah, I didn't watch it at all though. But I, I would even like go to the park and watch two people play chess. It's like, a like it's a Manhattan. big deal. Yeah, yeah, when you go into the city, absolutely. Yep. I love people that, that just when they're at the like, table, like boom, move. Oh
1: yeah. From, click and they click through. Yeah. So go ask your mama and make sure you listen. Because one thing's for sure.
0: Bobby this is Fish. in Hell's
1: Kitchen. Oh, okay. Bobby Fish is missing.
0: I've never heard that. So
1: that's from uh, SNL. Um, Bobby Fischer. Really Where it. is he? I don't know. I don't know. Bobby Fischer. Well, he
0: was we- like a like a teenager, right? Like twelve year old
1: chess prodigy. I think, and then he eventually like moved up to become like a you know uh, weirdly well known in like the adult circle, like full and full then like yeah, kind of like fell off the face of the planet at one yeah. point. Yeah. 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 So from chess, shall I move into
0: Clue? Shall we? Yeah, and I'm really glad that I didn't do an entire deep oh, dive into Clue. Oh no, because I nearly did, and only talked about the movie. Oh, okay. I was I was this close to all right to really putting it in. You well, know? oh,
1: good. I'm glad yeah. because the movie is covered in here as well. Yes, I I wouldn't do that to you. Come on. Yes. So Clue and is officially or actually known as Cluedo or Cludo. Oh, yep. Um, and it was developed in 1943 by Anthony Pratt and then became marketed in 1949. So Pratt had uh, devised the idea when he was being like holed up um, during the Second World War in Birmingham. And he had built the idea out of the popular genre of novel at the time, being like mystery, science, um, particularly those books written by Agatha Christie. Uh, so that's my girl. That's a hundred percent like where he got the idea from. And cool, you know, once we learn that, with you know, it starts to make sense based on her, you know, works of 10 Little Indians or, um, and then there were none, you know, which are the same, but you know, depending upon, um, I guess which version you read. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the years, you know, uh, clue, um, again, certain weapons and rooms were either added. Uh, or eliminated, So and characters as well. So to begin with, there was originally also a Mr. Brown, a Mr. Gold, a Miss Gray, and a Mrs. Silver. Oh. There was also a gun room and a cellar at one point also. uh, also. And the weapons also included a bomb, syringe, a shillelagh, a fireplace poker. A shillelagh. A shillelagh, yep. An axe and poison. So obviously, you know, the goal the entire time is for you to have to figure out, you know, here in the States, you have to figure out who killed Mr. Body. Um, In the original um, UK version, it was Mr. Black who had died. Um, And again, the rules have kind of changed uh, over the years. Uh, Originally, you would have to like land on another player to question them. Um, You also weren't handed out individual cards. The cards were dispersed throughout the individual rooms. So you have to go to the rooms to find, okay, that this weapon was actually there. It sounds a, a little bit more challenging. I think I like that. Better, yeah. I think I do too. Cause it sets everybody up. I think on an even right. sort of like playing field. Um, of course, however, of course we would be remiss if we did not sure talk about be. the great, the great nati- uh, 1985 damn film, damn um, Tim Curry, Tim Curry, phenomenal uh, actor. Eileen Brennan, Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKeon, Martin Mull, That's and Leslie right. Ann Warren. I, for- I had to name all of them. I forgot Christopher Lloyd was in it, too. Yep. Oh, oh all of them. I always all of <sighs> them. So it's interesting because it wasn't much of a box office success. I saw that. But uh, again, it had really garnered then some of that like a cult following. They after. actually
0: didn't even make enough money um, to cover the cost of the production.
1: Exactly. I believe that it said that the final box office totals were like... million, or something like that. Yeah. So, and it's one of those things in retrospect, like you almost wish you could go and do, but you know, the whole thing with if you did go to see it in the theaters, that potentially you could have seen a different ending three different times. Right. You know, on the. Home release versions, they put all three of the alternative endings all in one. And, you know, we would see all three kind of like in a row. But when you would go to the theaters, you didn't know which ending you were actually going to wind That's up great. seeing, which is awesome. So, if anything, and I don't know if you had known this, so Carrie Fisher, Princess Leia, mm-hmm. was originally contracted to be Miss Scarlett. Oh, no, I didn't. In the movie. Yeah, but couldn't partake because she was actually Star Wars. Go- well no she was actually was going i believe time? into uh rehab uh for like oh, drugs and alcohol oh, um treatment and the what's one of the most famous lines from clue yeah uh
0: it's, it's not frankly my dear i don't give a damn because that was from something but else that's gone with the wind yeah <laughs> uh the butler did it the butler did it no what F- flames <laughs> on the si- <laughs> flames, flames on the side of my face on the face. side of
1: my face F- Red, hot, hot, flame. Totally improvised. I love it. She, Madeline Kahn, and I, <laughs> flames on the, the side of, the side the of my face. face. I have such an uncomfortable crush on, on her. Madeline Kahn because I think that she is one of the funniest, She's funniest women. Funny. I just happened to watch as a sidebar yesterday. I don't know why. I watched History of the World Part 1, mm-hmm. and she plays like, the Roman Empress at one point oh, really? in time. Oh my god, she's being carried through the streets of Rome on a on a barrister, mm-hmm. and they stop. She just sticks her head out and just goes, "Can we try and step on the same foot at the same time? My tits are falling off in here." And I always just thought she's so goddamn funny. It's the delivery. I'm, oh, it's so it's the so delivery. good, so good. Man, what a great. Okay. Of course, I I performed then as a Professor Plum in our our high school rendition of the show. Great. Won an award. You did? Yeah. You
0: won a bassie? I did. I did for for Best Supporting
1: Actor. I had two demands during that show. I said, I want him to be a drunk. I'm going to play him as a drunk. And I have to have a mustache and pipe. And I got all of them. Well played. Thank you.
0: Man, okay. So, did you come across the fact that, I don't know if you were done yet. But there was a fourth ending that didn't make it into the final release. No, I didn't. Yeah, the uh, what the director's name, um, I don't remember his name. But he he came out and he said that after he watched it, he was like, no, 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 this this has to go. This this does not cut it for us. And the fourth ending was Wadsworth killed everyone. Oh no way! Poisoned everyone, and then like in hopes that they would die like later on. The police come in, he gets arrested, but somehow escapes. And it's like a car chase. He gets in the back, uh, in the front of a police car, and drives away. But there are like dogs in the car, and the dogs stop him or whatever.
1: Oh yeah, I'm glad they didn't do that yeah. at
0: all then. Oh man. Yeah, but Tim Curry is a delight in that oh, film. He's he's <laughs> enchanting. One a plus cr- two plus two plus one. <laughs> it's one plus two plus one plus one fantastic movie.
1: A delicacy from the Orient, but not exactly in Washington
0: D.C. <laughs> what is his name? The guy who played uh That was that was Tim Curry. Oh, was Wilds I'm thinking War. of the other guy. I thought that was a line from uh the guy who played Professor Plum.
1: Professor Plum was Christopher Lloyd. And then, him, not him. Martin Mull was Mr. Green.
0: That's what. That's what I want to know. Yeah, Martin, Martin Mull. Yeah,
1: the only thing I really know him from is then he was on like Hollywood Squares for many. Yeah, many I don't years. know what
0: else I know him from, but I like him. If you, yeah, he's always played like a, a like a teacher kind of like in an episode of like a quirky, yeah sitcom yeah. or something along those lines. Yeah, maybe that's what I've seen him. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, oh, such a phenomenal, phenomenal movie. That that movie actually made me because I I don't think I had played the game before the movie i had seen the movie. Oh, really? As a child, yeah. So I want made me want to go and get the game, and then when I eventually got it, I got like an updated one. Yeah. So it was virtual. Oh. So like you play on a board and on the TV, and you have to like DVD remote your way through the. Oh. The thing. it was terrible. Oh yeah, I was gonna say I yeah, feel like was those
1: terrible. early days of uh of like yeah Innovation. digitized yeah. games are, are pretty a much like rough to go back through.
0: Although one of the fun ones, uh, Trivial Pursuit. Is very fun to play on the TV. That one's good. Do you remember? It was popular for a hot
1: minute. Do you remember seeing it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I feel like I remember playing that a lot. I think we played that, I think. We played that? I think I had a Disney one. Yeah, I want to say my mistaken. parents had a couple different versions yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah, and they were all about that game. Man, wow, I love a good board game. What a good time growing up. My favorite board game of all time, I'll play it. Anytime, anywhere, and technically doesn't have, I guess, a board board. Scattergories.
0: Yeah. Greatest. That's another one that we didn't talk about that I wanted to bring up, and I'm glad you did because I forgot. Love it. Love it. We we would play that at the house. Play it at the house. All the time. All the time. All the time. That was our, man, it's two in the afternoon. (laughs) We can't drink yet. Let's kill some time. What are we going to do? let's place categories, let's play categories. And, categories. And every, for the most part there were a couple times where I was like nah I don't want to play yeah but for the most part everyone played everybody played or yeah
1: and those one or two folks that didn't usually would be like I'm gonna take a watch nap. Or, yeah oh yeah, yeah. Or, or would watch us play and it was great yeah because we could and we would sit there and like I can hear still the the clock just
0: right right oh my god yeah good times man god, we got to put together a game night I think we miss board yeah we miss board games I yeah. think is what we've taken away from yeah big from time so Please let us know if we missed any of your favorites. Yeah. Because I'm sure we did. And I'm sure once we hear it, we're going to be like, oh, how did we forget? Blank.
1: Except keep your dungeons and dragons to yourself. <laughs>
0: you know, I must say I never played. Neither have I. But I feel like it would be fun. I'm sure it would. We need a good dungeon master. We do. <laughs> Who would be the best dungeon master in, in our friend group? It's not Danny. Sorry, Danny.
1: I feel like I, I enjoy making you up. Might, a, I was going to say, one.
0: I got to be honest with you. I feel like I
1: like making up stuff enough. Yeah. Or well, c- Mike. Mike would be yeah, a good Mike one would too because Mike's pretty good on the spot. Yeah. Up stuff. Yeah. I, I feel like that would be the case. But aside from that game, tell us anything
0: else. Yeah. For real. Come find us. Stay tuned for our socials if you didn't hear them in the beginning. If you're watching us on YouTube, go ahead and just click that subscribe button real quick. It's not going to kill yeah, you. Yeah, and it, and it helps us out a lot. Subscribe, a lot. like, comment, tell us what you don't like, mm-hmm. tell us what you do like. We, we don't care. When you help us, we help you. Help me help you. Helping you. Help me help you. Helping me. <laughs> Great song. I, <laughs> side note, would love it if that was my wedding song, but it's not.
1: Well, if I haven't just figured out what well, my first request is going to be to the DJ, uh, and, uh, and a little oh, that'll bit of be on the list. Oh, good. Oh, it'll be on the list. Oh, good. I love to but, hear it. But you won't be. But you won't be unless you are. In which case, see it. We'll see you there. then. But we'll definitely see you for our next episode. One hundred percent.
0: Have a great weekend. Goodbye. It's not the weekend.
1: Beers and is hosted by Alex Chula and me, Nick Messina. Video producer is Mike Delavan. Original music is by Alex Chula. Sound effects have been provided by Zapsplat. And audio editing and producing is from me, Nick Messina. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to Beers and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at Beers and Podcast and on Twitter at Beers and One. That's on Twitter at Beers and the number one or shoot us an email at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, Alex and I always want you to enjoy your beer safely and responsibly. Neither Alex nor myself have any affiliations with any of the breweries we sampled in this episode, be them legal affiliations or otherwise. If you have any questions or concerns, please email us at beersandpodcast at gmail.com. That's beers, the word and, podcast at gmail.com.